Welcome to Dream Girl Dream. Dream Girl Dream is a podcast designed to encourage women to go for the things they dream about in life. Each week, I'll share tips and steps that move you into action. I'm Bernetta, your host, and I'm passionate about motivating women into action to live life on your terms and make your dreams come true. Each week, you'll hear talks that are designed to move you into action and one step or multiple steps closer to the life you desire. So dream, girl, dream. You can learn more about me at dreamgirldream.com or bernettastyle.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Dream Girl Dream. As you know, on Dream Girl Dream, we speak with women who are basically living the lives of their dreams. And today we have a wonderful guest, Dr. Nicole Garner-Scott. And let me tell you a little bit about her. She is a financial consultant and a wellness strategist. Dr. Nicole Garner-Scott is a sought-after licensed financial consultant, speaker, author, and serial entrepreneur. Nicole received her undergraduate degree from Georgia State University and her MBA in digital entrepreneurship and was awarded an honorary doctorate recognized for her work in business. She is a wife and a mother and a native Atlantean, if I'm saying that right, (laughs) Atlian, and is a TEDx speaker and has been recognized for her entrepreneurial innovation, by the White House under the Obama administration, as well as receiving the Mayoral Phoenix Award, which is the highest bestowed by the city of Atlanta. Nicole has created socially conscious digital empire that touches millions. Her work as the founder of the Money Plan, themoneyplaninc.com, takes a unique approach in her practice by helping people achieve financial security through holistic integrative planning um, by connecting pieces of her client's financial puzzle and determining if they are working together in co- a coordinated strategy. She helps create their ideal financial picture and map out their legacy. Now, with over a decade of experience in entrepreneurship, she believes there's more opportunity to serve by helping mitigate losses through structuring a well-designed plan. Now, Nicole's why for her deep commitment to the financial industry is knowing that her work knowing that her work is her contribution to combat societal constraints that financially impact multicultural communities and to champion diverse practices, approaches, and thought process. So again, welcome, Nicole. Thank you, Nicole, for being here. Thank you. I was like, woo, you got all of it out. <laughs> Uh, well, to get started, like I said in your bio, you are a sought-after licensed financial consultant. Is that what you always wanted to be? Um, I think all my paths have connected in some type of way to lead me here. Mm-hmm. I can't even say I was aware of this profession when I was younger, to even know this is the direction I wanted to go in. Um, for years, I have uh, been a serial entrepreneur, so I've ran a marketing agency, um, for over a decade, um, had some brick and mortar businesses, etc. And in each of those businesses, I was always doing some form of um, financial advisement. Um, it, w- it would be pieces that I would talk to people and, and realize that uh, that infrastructure wasn't there. And so personally was was already in the space of doing that. And then just really stepped out to to follow this in, in full fruition. I don't know if you know, but with your marketing company, me as a influencer from Atlanta, because I was in, I lived in Atlanta for 17 years. Um, and I think I did some work for your, the, the Garner Circle, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I did some work for your company. Even during the pandemic, didn't you do something with St. Jude? 
Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 They tapped me and um, we did like an Instagram post with the shirts, me and my kids mm. um, for St. Jude. So have you transitioned full time to just doing the money plan or you still do your other marketing company as well? Well, I, I always will own multiple businesses because I strongly believe in multiple streams of revenue. But as far as like my full passion and where my ongoing day to day attention is, is really expanding and scaling the financial practice, just where I'm seeing where we are as a community, where I'm seeing where um, I can make more impacts during my time on this earth is through that. So when you were young, did your parents or grandparents instill anything in you about money or teach you about money? So I credit them with generational wealth in the, in the thought process side, which is still a very big part of the battle. Right. So just, you know, understanding my worth, um, getting exposure, those types of things, understanding the, the that money is just a tool and to have a, a giving spirit. Um, all of those are very, very much instilled into me at, at childhood. I like to say I even started my entrepreneurship journey when I was five years old because I was like the candy lady in the neighborhood. I was, mm-hmm. you know, the top Girl Scout seller in school, all those different things where my parents poured into that side of me because you know especially for youth when you start making money that can go left really quickly if you don't have um good infrastructure around that so um yeah so I credit them with that but did we have these high level financial conversations no (laughs) so (laughs) what was the thing that fueled you um I I uh, I guess when I asked that I mean fueled you in mm -hmm. this particular you know area of finances yeah Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I always feel like I understood that there were more levels and layers to money than what I was exposed to. And when I got to college, I had the opportunity, I um, stayed with a roommate. We went back to her home during spring break, and it was a very eye-opening experience for me. When we got back to her home, her family was telling her uh, to stop by the family wealth manager so that she could update some things since she was now 18. Um, they were talking about her trust. They were talking about the family business. And basically all she had to do was finish school. And she was, you know, already had things mapped out for her. And it was a lot of terminology I wasn't familiar with. There was a lot of uh, things that I was just like, well, do I have this? Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> so I remember leaving that, calling my parents. And I was like, do we have a wealth manager? Like, <laughs> <laughs> is this something I need to know about? Yeah. Um, and I realized early in life that I was going to have to take the reins as far as impacting my family, impacting my bloodline, um, getting a lot of knowledge, you know, myself. And so I had some really great mentors that um, that really opened up my mindset to strategy, right? Mm-hmm. I think I always... And the same as many people, you have touched money since you were young. Some of your earliest memories, you can remember money from when you were two years old and you had a grandmother giving you something or an uncle giving you something. And you remember spending things and you understand the exchange side of money from young, which makes you feel like you know money, right? I felt like I, I knew money. And then I started realizing that there's a lot of strategy uh, that's in place that helps money move to the goal of what it is that you're trying to accomplish. Money is just uh, a a value exchange. It's getting you to what the ultimate goal is. If that's more time, if that's 
generational wealth for your family, if that's um, the ability to, to buy your time back, whatever that is, money is just that tool to get you there. But you have to know the rules of the game. Like you have to know how to strategically utilize financial tools, utilize financial experts um, that know the law, that know structure, that know um, just management and how the market works, how, you know, all these different things pull together to make sure that you are able to move in a way that best helps you reach your goal, the way you want to reach it. On your website, you have the quote, someone's sitting in the shade today because someone planted a tree a long time ago. And that's like where we are. You know, many of us are first generation college graduates and, you know, some first generation entrepreneurs. So like you say, planting that seed, you know, so our children can live in the shade or our children's children. What advice would you give to people that are just like in this situation, first generation business owner, first generation college graduate, so they can put those strategies in place if they haven't done anything? I love to say that you want to be able to build up your whole financial house, right? It's things that will really benefit you younger than to wait till you're older. So one, starting with your defense, your, your defense plan for your money is going to be very key because that's what helps to insulate you from the uncontrollables, mm-hmm. right? So as early as you can, getting, getting life insurance, locking in your insurability. There's so many people that I meet that they don't necessarily get that advice early in life and they're 40 and 50 trying to qualify for these things when one, it's an astronomical price at that point. And then two, maybe something has happened by then that makes you not insurable. You know, maybe a, a health element or some type of physical element that has transpired in that time. And so you're not even able to lock in being able to care for those around you in the way that you should. And then also to understanding that life insurance has a whole nother role to it. We always think about the death benefits, but there's the living benefit side to it. And if you're able to use the power of time and you're able to use compound interest and a lot of those uh, philosophies, you're able to build cash value and um, um, be able to utilize these tools in, in, a, in additional manners, you know, and of course, locking your insurability your whole life. Um, also, when you're young, understanding your benefits at work, right? There's so many individuals that at their job, they don't really know what they have until it's time to use it and it's not what they thought it was. So understanding that if you're an entrepreneur, understanding you do not have an HR department and you need to have some of these things that Mm -hmm. you may have had in the past, like disability, making sure that you lock in your disability, making sure that you have some retirement vehicles working on your behalf. Um, There's so many entrepreneurs that I meet and they just feel like retirement is a far off place. Mm. But think about if you were in corporate America, you would be contributing in some type of active way towards your retirement from the day, from onset, right? Right. It's not something that you wait till later on in life because then at that point, you have to become so aggressive to hit some of those goals. Mm -hmm. So having those things in place and and then really sitting down and understanding what do you want the second half of life to look like? Right. Like it is, let's say that you are, you have a high quality standard of living. You are not going to turn 60 and be like, okay, now I can live on ramen noodles. Like that's, (laughs) that's not most people's journey. So how are you going to simultaneously plan for today? Still enjoy today, still breathe, live 
and have your moment in today, but still also be planning for tomorrow at the same time? Well, that's a good question. How can you enjoy today? Because a lot of people are just enjoying today and think tomorrow is going to take care of itself, but we have to plan. And one of the things that piqued my interest on your site was holistic integrative planning. Could you explain that if somebody is reading that and not understand what that means? Yeah. So the reason that I say that a lot is because it's one it's a great thing that there's so much advice going around on social media there's so much advice going around uh just in any way you want to get it but the thing is a lot of advice isn't coming to you in context to what your situation is right so let's say you're a big Dave Ramsey follower and you were like okay well I'm going to do everything he says but you're not taking into context that your life what you're starting off with what you currently have, the decisions you've currently made, et cetera, might be different than what his, his target audience is. Mm-hmm. Or let's say that you watch something on Instagram and it's like, hey, you should invest all your money into this or you should go do this or you see a billboard. It's not taken into account that maybe you uh, had to spend your entire savings for your child to go to school. Or maybe you you know, just recently bought a house and you, you know, you may have wiped out, wiped out some, some funding at this time. It, it, it's not taken into account what your scenario is and where you're trying to go. So I say integrative because there's a lot of different things that need to coordinate with each other to make sure that you're arriving the way that you want to arrive. Okay. That's awesome. So how do your clients find you? Not necessarily like on Instagram, but like when you and I don't mean like tell your social, I just mean like, how do clients find you at the money plan? Like, you know, do you market yourself or, you know, how do they find you? Well, I, I like to say that I have a teaching spirit. Mm-hmm. So I just go with that. I feel like when it comes to financial conversations, there's a lot of myths. There's a lot of scarcity. There's a lot of fear. There's a lot of, I don't feel like being bothered. <laughs> you know, yeah, all of those yeah. different things are already in people's minds. And so um, most people just want to know that you are going to do what's right by them, that you care, that you won't judge them, and that they won't feel shame for anything that they've done. And so I'm constantly just in spaces teaching, mm-hmm. constantly in spaces sharing information, Um making sure that the knowledge gets out there, whether we work together or whether we don't. My mission isn't to have every single person work with me. It's just to have everyone who comes into my lane in some type of way, be more educated and be able to take the information to educate those around them too. Good. Um, one thing about myself, I like to call myself a lifelong learner. I'm always reading, learning something new about you know many different things. Um, you, are you a reader? <laughs> and if oh, so, yeah, yeah. What I'm a, book, I'm a what's avid one book, good. What's one book that you have read more than once because it's just that good? Ooh, so many. <laughs> um, and I'm gonna say this too because I have a I have a toddler. I have a three and a half year old son, so I'm really an audible more mm-hmm. than than the physical book. Yeah. When we're in cars, I'm figuring out how to you know get that part in, or if I'm driving stuck in traffic, that's when that's my time to be able to catch up. Mm-hmm. Um, a book that I absolutely love is We Should All Be Millionaires um, by Rachel Rogers. Okay, I read that <laughs> <Excellent> last year. <laughs> Excellent book. And I think you could read it a few times because it 
different lessons will apply different. And it really talks a lot to mindset. And I definitely say in a lot of financial situations, it's so much, it's so much that you have to heal in your mind and give your, your mind the capacity to go there first before you can do it um, physically. And so I think that book is, is, is great. It's so true because we don't realize the money blockages sometimes in our, our mind, you know, they mm-hmm. really, really don't. You ha- you mentioned you have a three and a half year old and um, I saw on your Insta stories, you know, you were, he was reading like the ABCs of rich kids or something like that's a while mm-hmm. ago. So for p- moms, like I said, first generation business owners, first generation college graduates, and now we're raising our own children, but we want to impart in them young, early about money. What would be your advice or a book to give them or like, what would, what can we do to start them out mentally on the right foot when it comes to money and teaching them about money? So if they're really, really young, Mm -hmm. um, then there's a book called Spin, Give, Spin, Give, Save. Um, And so it'll basically walk you through having three, um, three jars and really just starting from a very (laughs) young age. Everyone does spending and saving, but start to really inflict giving into their philosophy then that takes them from feeling like money is just a transactional piece. Mm -hmm. makes them understand on a higher level what is the purpose of all of this and it gives deeper resonation to it. So that definitely. There is an app, if you have an older child, there's an app um, founded by a black woman called Goal Setter, um, which is excellent because it teaches kids, it meets them where they are. So if you're 13 and you've had a family that's been telling you everything it'll take it'll put you there if you're 13 and this is the first time you've had a financial conversation it'll start there and that 13 year old won't won't be made to feel like they're behind or anything of that nature but it really takes you through just a lot of philosophy understanding debt understanding credit understanding um um long-term planning understanding a lot of those different things so that you start to feel comfortable by the time your kid is 18 and they you know want to leave the house that they have a lot of the core understandings in place and then I would say too like when I a lot of my clients that I meet with I say bring your kids to the meeting you know bring them let them join on the zoom They might be bored. They might be on their tablet. Who knows? But the seeds are still being planted and they're going to see how you were proactive in your financial planning, not waiting until things, you know, weren't the way you wanted them to be or always seeing you act from a reactive space. But they'll start to remember that you were proactive and that it takes time to plan things out and make and make intentional decisions. Okay. Um, just so I'll know, I tried to write it down. Did you say Goal Setter is the name of that? Goal Setter. Mm-hmm. Goal Setter. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you say a Black woman created it too? Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. great. Okay. What big things are you still dreaming for? Oh, for yourself. So I'll never stop dreaming. I'll be that 95 year old still, you know, coming around saying, hey, everybody, I got this new idea. <laughs> um, I mean, for me, Mm-hmm. It is really starting to uh, get the message out on just helping our community understand long-term planning. Um, you know, I feel like everyone is waking up to certain things and being more open like never before, but just really understanding how there's multiple ways that you can leave generational wealth, 
Um, but generational wealth doesn't just happen. And really what we saw during the pandemic was there's such a, such a influx of how the wealth gap has, has heightened, you know, I mean, just expeditiously in these, in these last two years as compared to before. The, the wealth gap is even greater. The transfer of wealth, the amount of, you know, people that didn't have wills in place or any estate planning, how many people, you know, lost properties, just, just things that I don't think we can glaze over. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think just really, my dream is just to really keep reiterating that until it takes hold and it becomes normal. Um, for, for many of us. That's amazing. Um, I know our time is getting near, but I did want to ask you before we go, um, how did it feel to be recognized by the White House? And like, can you share like what specifically you were recognized for? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it was during um, Obama uh, Obama's administration um, and it was uh, Entrepreneur Day. And um, they invited 200 of us from across the nation just in regards to our commitment and what we were doing and I don't know it's surreal I mean still <laughs> to this day <laughs> still to this day I'm like gosh I wish I could have been like on Facebook live or Instagram live <laughs> or something you know, <laughs> you know they don't let you do all of that but mm-hmm. um uh so you got was, to be like shake his hand say hello yeah, first lady yeah. Um, wow yeah and um you know, I just thought at that moment too, I could see why he was so great. I could see why Michelle Obama is so great. Um, Cause the thing I remember about that is how they intentionally went around, looked everyone in their eyes, mm. told them they were proud of them, listened to them. You know, I think that was at a time in my life too, where I was moving really fast. I was like, just aggressive, ambitious young girl and, you know, trying to take over the world. And so I would, I would, move past people very quickly like hey are we talking about business if we're not talking about business keep it moving like it was just Mm -hmm. you know like and I was like gosh if this man and this woman could be at the level they are and can genuinely understand how much it means to take a moment and hear people and see them and make them feel seen and heard I don't think I could ever be too busy for that. And if I am too busy, I need to refocus my energy and what I'm doing in life. Um, Because that moment that I felt seen and felt heard has stayed with me. Um, And so, yeah, that that was a a priceless moment that I, it really changed the trajectory of my life. Like Mm -hmm. when when I'm meeting with people now, I do whatever it takes to make sure they feel seen and they feel heard and they feel understood. I'm not rushing through people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I might rush through some tasks around the house, but I'm not rushing through people. That's a good point though, you know, because everybody wants to feel seen and feel heard because that that moment with you, you don't know how that can impact them. And when mm-hmm. you leave, what impression you make, you could be going through your day, but they'll always remember like, when I talk to Nicole, you know what I mean? Like, so that's, I saw something else too, where you talked about live slowly. Did that come from that? You know, you have put a post like learn to live slow. <laughs> Um, no, that didn't come from that. That was just, I think that was my overall, just doing a lot of self work. Okay. Um, I'm constantly working on self and, um, that's why I said in my twenties, it was go as fast as life will allow you to go. And I missed a lot of moments and I, um, missed just a lot of great things in that time. And 
I had to reprioritize. I had to make space in my life to um, have a child. I had to make space in my life to get married. I had to make space in my life to, I mean, I was, I was moving so fast and taking on so much that I just remember one of my um, mentors saying, hey, you have to, you got to create space for these other parts of your life. They're not just going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're going to, you're going to wake up one day. If this is what you want, you're going to be filled with regret. regret. If it's not what you want, keep going. Mm-hmm. But if it's what you want, then you got to create some space for that. And so, um, yeah, then a, a lot of that had made me just start to revise a lot of things. And, and those moments, I still grind, like when yeah. you're a grinder, you're a grinder. <laughs> but the times I take as much time to live intentionally on the onset of that too. How has motherhood changed you? Well, one thing that I tell my husband is because maybe because I have a son, Mm -hmm. but I can see the little boy in so many men now, Mm -hmm. like where I used to probably could be like, you know, get it together or (laughs) maybe not have as much empathy. And then when I see them now, I can see, I can see my son's in my son's energy in them. Like Mm -hmm. you need to, you probably really need to go take a nap. (laughs) <laughs> or you're probably <laughs> you probably something tapped the inner child in you mm-hmm. and that inner child is acting up right now and you know it just gives me more empathy so I would definitely say that it um also refreshed my vision like my son is at the age where I say like in the last year from two to three where he's full of questions everything mm-hmm. is a question mm-hmm. and you, me even thinking about that, like, why is the sky blue? And it makes me stop for a minute and just realize how beautiful the sky is. Why is this like that? Why is this blah, blah, blah. He's asking millions of questions. And I'm like, you know what? I have not paid attention to all of this mm-hmm. for the longest. And being around him makes me slow down and be intentional and just like look around and experience yeah. it. They do teach you patience. I have three children, oh, yeah. so they teach you patience. On another level. <laughs> um, as we close out, I like to ask my guests, um, like a word association game, as we close out, I just ask, I say the word and you say the first thing that comes to mind, okay? Um, mm-hmm. The first word is money. Um, resources. Resources. Life. Alignment. Freedom. Choice love yourself (laughs) and dream attainable absolutely well would you like to tell the women anything before you leave any little piece of advice and then also let them know where to find you if they want to follow you yeah it's just you know for many women sometimes you might have to be the first one in in your household and your family and your community to start your financial journey um, you know, many times a lot of women that I meet with are waiting for their spouse or their parents or their child, adult children or whoever to get on board. And I'm like, the best way to get people on board is for them to see you in action, see your intentionality and see things working for you. So never be, fi- never be afraid to take that first step. Um, and then two, just really start to envision your life 
the way that you wanted to start putting the right people around you, putting together your money team, putting together your, mm-hmm. um, your CPA, your estate planning attorney, your financial advisor, not waiting for this mystical number to appear when you feel like you'll need these things. Start knowing this is, these are the things that you deserve and having these people in place will get you to that next level that you're wanting to get to as well. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you, Dr. Nicole Garner-Scott for your time. Um, again, this has been another episode of Dream Girl Dream. And again, they can find you where, Nicole? Website is the Money Plan Inc. So themoneyplaninc.com and Instagram is Dr. Garner-Scott. And a lot of my financial advice I give out on LinkedIn. So find me on uh, LinkedIn, Nicole Garner-Scott. Look her up. If you're in Atlanta, you might see her, you know, out of one of the events or anyway, she travels a lot. So (laughs) thank you again, Dr. Scott. (laughs) Thank you.